Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, all seven rounds of heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. Six ranked teams, including two in the top ten, lost in a wild week four of college football. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. The one college football fan desperate to see Aaron Judge's 61st homer, but not desperate enough to change the channel and tune into it. And with me, as always, is AJ, never bet against Rick Stock, still Marchese. Yeah, I got uh, I got the Judge game on right now, one eye on the podcast, one eye on history, brother, okay? And another eye on, on Murfreesboro, Tennessee. <laughs> Always I got an eye on Murfreesboro. Remember the time I went deep into their uh, Facebook pages? Let's not talk about that, though, on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, we keep those those that to ourselves. Uh, t- today we're talking all the NFL draft prospects who boomed, doomed, and loomed during week four of college football. Let's hit it! I'll see you at the Stocksdale Family Barbecue. Seven. 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 Seven rounds in heaven with my baby, driving out to Casey, maybe looking for Stroud or a Bryce Young. Who's gonna wear a Hawaiian shirt today? Who's gonna put ketchup on a stick? Who's gonna find a steal in the fifth? The home team. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. Today's episode of Seven Rounds in Heaven is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and non-sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at sportsdrink. Spell like sportsdrink without the vowels. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying not to let the funk out. The funk's finally out in Atlanta. <laughs> I knew it exactly what you were going to say. I know, I'm predictable. But I... uh, you, know, you know what they say. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you play the classics? Mm, that's a good point. Um, I like that we've had a coaching firing to talk about like every episode for this. It's perfect. You should call your shot. Who's next in the Power Five? <laughs> Ooh, that's <laughs> that's a good game to play. Okay, first of all, do we have one this week? Yes. Okay, okay. Uh, you give me your prediction and I'll think on it. Okay, well, I'm also thinking on it. Well, I think on it, I'm just going to Talk about Jeff Collins? We're talking about Jeff Collins. Jeff Collins out at Georgia Tech despite... Him pretending he was gonna like really turn it around by using social media and making Georgia Tech the place for all of Atlanta. <laughs> Super did not work. He never won more than three games. Uh, former DC at Florida head coach at Temple wasn't even all that successful at Temple. No. Kind of just like took over after Matt Rule and uh, 
somehow rode that to being Georgia Tech's head coach uh, post Paul Johnson, so post triple option era. Um, they never really found their footing. He did have a, his first year. They had the 27th ranked recruiting class, and they pulled in uh, Jameer Gibbs, who obviously has since transferred to Alabama, mm-hmm. and, and, and Jeff Sims. Like that was off to a good start. And I, I remember people. There was like. No pun not intended. There was some buzz uh, out of Atlanta, and they just it never worked on the field. And I feel like Jeff Sims has flashed talent, but never touched his potential. And yeah, Sims, Sims and Gibbs a, when they first like their first few starts were fun, and then it's like, all right, this rest of the yeah, team is terrible. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, and then and then once Gibbs was gone, it was just like, oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so so we've had a Pac-12 coach in Herm Edwards fired, a Big Ten coach in Scott Frost fired, and now an ACC coach in Jeff Collins fired. Um, call your shot, Neil Brown next in the Big Twelve. Yep. No, he just come on. Just left Blacksburg with a big win. Pff, not he's there for a decade. Who's got the worst record in the SEC? Uh, I mean. Uh, Eli Drinkwitz could be next, actually. Oh yeah, yeah, that's actually a good a good call. What, what's his name? Uh, the freshman that they landed, uh, Luther. He like deleted all the. It, there was a tweet, and it sounded like he was he was entering the transfer portal. Nothing official yet, since uh, the tweet the tweet has been deleted. So he's a he's a pretty good bet. I think that is the bet. I think that's the smartest bet. I mean Beamer next year, but uh, yeah, that's I'll lock that one in. Yeah, I, I honestly, I think I would go Eli Drinkwitz uh, just because Michigan State can't fire Mel Tucker. That was so. I remember when they made that contract last year. I came on the show. I'm like, that is so. I think ju- no one thought it was good. Yeah, jumping to conclusions. They beat Michigan. It it's so like classic. let's lock them in. Yeah, it is classic. Um, Jeff yeah. Halfley at BC. Yeah, that. Who you pounded the table for? I'll never forget. Um, well, yeah, I thought Phil Dracovic, your guy, was good. Guess who I right. pounded the table for and still am. Um, uh, Georgia Tech. Back to the triple so, option, right? That's the that's the obvious choice here. Well, right? you hire Jeff Munkin. Yep. And you you win the ACC championship. Uh, who would you hire if – I'm assuming you checked out Chris Vanini and or Bruce Feldman's list. Yeah. I, why not Munkin? Like, for real. Did, Either Munkin. Todd or Jeff. Or, I, yeah. Todd or Jeff. Jeff. Yeah, I, well, there you go. You want to you want to get back to the triple option? You you hire Jeff. If you want to keep modernizing things, you hire Todd. There you go. I think it's simple. Um, what do you think of the odds of Dion being the the guy? I I don't think this is the spot for Dion strictly because Georgia Tech is uh, not cool. Uh, correct. Not one. It's super <laughs> not cool. And two. Georgia Tech's harder to recruit to because the academic standards. Yeah. Is an engi- it's an engineering school too, so it's like they they have less uh, options for majors for players. Yeah, so it's like it's not to the same level as a Stanford or a Northwestern, but it's along those lines. So to me, you're hiring Dion for what he can do in the, on the recruiting trail, and this job to me, Dion. I, I get that it's in Atlanta, but I think Dion would understand the limitations there. Yeah. So I, I think that's one thing. Uh, I don't know. Plus the prime prep stuff's pretty questionable. Um, and Bill O'Brien's name keeps surfacing, yeah, but he's surfacing for every job. Yeah, he's this. He's the same agent as Nick Saban. Uh, 
So I, I kind of think like they're just really this year they're just really pushing Bill O'Brien Bill O'Brien on every job you know. I mean that's happened he, every year with the you know the Alabama reclamation project. He he coached at Georgia Tech though uh, for what? like seven years. That's weird. I actually didn't know that. Yeah, in the in like ninety five to 02 or something. So like there is a connection there. Uh, obviously, t- Todd or like if they did go back to triple option, Jeff Munkin's the best option. Todd Munkin makes a lot of sense because he's already at Georgia. Yeah, he's worthy of a low level Power Five job. He's had success as a head coach at Southern Miss. Uh, he runs a creative offense, so that makes sense. Jamie Chadwell, I think, is maybe the most interesting one. Yeah, I think like Chadwell kind of makes sense for all these low level Power Five gigs. But, like that one, maybe more so because. You know, because of that office he runs and because geographical purposes. Yeah. And then there, I was seeing Del McGee, the run game coordinator at Georgia, who uh, he was a high school coach in the area forever. Now he's just producing Pro Bowl running back after Pro Bowl running back. He's already in the state. I don't know. Who who would you hire? Honestly, I want them to go back to the roots and, and just get Jeffy Monkey, baby. I don't, I don't think they will, though. Cause I don't like, think they will, but... It, 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 it just... I don't know. It just seems so ridiculous to have gone, spent four years trying to get out of the triple option just to go back. Just to, to go it. back, yeah. I don't think they will, but they should. I think Jamie Chabell makes the most sense in terms of young offensive mind, uh, uh, culture builder. Yeah, runs an offense that isn't stone aged like the triple option, but it's creative enough that you can win with less talented players yeah it. yeah plus i want to see jeff sims in it do you think they'd make the the turf yellow they'd have to i think that'd be cool they'd have to yeah but uh yeah probably bill o'brien gets hired in this team wins seven <laughs> games every year but uh, that's good for them though yeah sure sure AJ. <laughs> all right that's that's enough uh Hear us next week as we break down the Eli Drinkwitz getting fired at Missouri. Uh, college football week four superlatives. We're uh, we're like a, th- a quarter of the way through the season. Isn't that fucked? Already? I don't like that. That makes like me that. sick. It's, all, it's the end of September. It's crazy. And we're both 4-0. <sighs> yeah. Um, best freshman, Rob. I had by far my least uh, ever. I yeah me too. I only have one, and to me, he's Same. the only one that matters. C.J. Donaldson. I, I was going to, but we talked about him. I'm like, yeah, maybe Rob will have him too. I just, I mean, he had all. Obviously, it was the backyard brawl. It was, it was a weekday game, week one, so yeah. everyone was watching. But he's continued to be very good. He carried uh, West Virginia on what was that? Was that Thursday night or Friday? Thursday, Thursday, yeah. Thursday night. And uh, he's he's been one of the best freshmen in the country, and it just still blows my mind that a 240-pound tight end is playing running back and in, in become one of the most exciting, I think, uh, running backs in the country. Yeah, I love him. I love him. Dude, actually, I read the Athletic article. He's never played tight end. He's like, I don't know why I was listening to tight end. I think it's just the size. And uh, Wait, was, he, was he a receiver in high school, though, wasn't he? I think so, yeah, yeah. And uh, Neil Brown and co. went down to recruit him, and they're there for another kid. And he ended up, like, walking by the office just as they were, like, talking about him. 
And then they came in and talked. And then they're like, they got stuck in traffic and they kept watching tape on him. And they're like, okay, we're going to offer him. It was like a weird story. And now he's their, the best player on the team. That's awesome. Yeah. Speaking of best players on the team, um, the mightiest Terrapin, if you will, Rob. Antoine Littleton, who, who apparently came into the program at 290 pounds as a running back, an actual running back. Uh, ESPN still has got him at like 285. He's listed on the Maryland roster at, at 235, like 6'1", 235. Behemoth. I love it. He's a big old boy. He was great. He had eight carries, 39 yards, a touchdown. Um, was doing damage against the Michigan D. I, like, I honestly felt they didn't give him to, give it to him enough. He, was, he kept moving the ball. Um, he's a thumper if you ever saw him. I just love that. 290 running back. That Not anymore, but it's still awesome after his retreat year got down. I love that. Uh, that's a fun back. Best freshman is a category just for heavy set running 100%. Back. 100%. Because it's like, yeah, no one really cares about this category. Let's talk with the big backs. It's, it's a good take. And uh, with that, we'll just transition over to the best sophomores. Where I, uh, I only have wide receivers this week. Me, me too. Me too. That's funny. Maybe we have the same. Uh, how many guys you got? Three. Me too. I wonder if it's the same three guys. I'll, I'll start with the first one I saw in the noon slate. Uh, Jamal Banks at Wake Forest. One for one here. Yeah, Jamal Banks, man. Six four two zero eight. Big dog. Like, he just kept winning deep, right? And obvi- obviously, like, A.T. Perry's the, the mm-hmm. guy. Um, but and, and Donovan Green was great uh, two years ago now, I think. And last year it was Ja'Cory Rob- Roberson. He's yep. gone. And they just keep finding these big athletic ball winners yep. um, who fit that slow mesh passing game with Sam Hartman so well. <laughs> and, and Banks was just so dynamic. He was the star of the show against Clemson. The Clemson corners stood no chance. And mm-hmm. it, it was the it was Banks who was giving them the, the, the most problems. Yeah, 141, two touchdowns. Like he, he's got that size. He's physical. He's got some speed, like you just said. And that big body. Yeah, they, they really had no chance against him. It was a lot of fun. Who's your next one? Troy Franklin at Oregon. Yeah, who – I remember when Mario Cristobal won the the recruiting ba- battle to get him. I think it was over USC, and it was, like, kind of, kind of a big deal. And, and he had a okay freshman year, nothing spectacular, boring offense in general. And, and now he's just every week making massive plays. And obviously that touchdown's what kind of sparked yeah. the Ducks to, to come back in that insane game against Washington State. 50-yarder, yeah. Um, he's uh he's just really really fast. Yeah, and he's got the, he's six three two, um, all like one eighty, like thin. But yeah, that speed. I mean, they had, they had a hell of a time covering him deep. One hundred thirty seven yards, a touchdown. Um, it feels like the Ducks haven't had like a, a really high end receiver in a long time. So it'd be kind of fun if, if this is the guy. Agreed. And finally, Emeka Buka. Yeah, we went three for three. Fuck. <laughs> Six catches, 118 yards, two touchdowns against Wisconsin. He's wearing the Chris Olave, too. He looks like the Chris Olave for this offense. Um, early on in the season, he was kind of like the – it felt like the safety valve for C.J. Stroud once JSN got hurt. Uh, and now he's just become such a more dynamic player, especially as a Yak guy. Yeah, it's Yak has been good all year. Um, he's a well-built, mm-hmm. true sophomore at 6'1", 203. Where was the hype level coming into the season with with Ibuka out of the Buckeye so, State? So he was uh, obviously Marvin Harrison yeah. entering this year was the the one with all the hype, but Ibuka was the higher recruit. Right? He was the I believe the number one wide receiver recruit of his and Marvin Harrison's class. 
he's uh, another West Coaster lost because he's from the state of Washington. Um, Don't like that. And, and uh, so there was a lot of hype when they landed him. It had been quiet since, and especially going into this year, just the combination of Harrison and JSN had overshadowed it. I didn't know he was going to be this important to the mm-hmm. offense so quickly. Obviously, JSN getting hurt had a big deal to do with it, but I thought he'd have more of the Julian Fleming route where Fleming was the number one receiver in his class. He's uh, a year ahead of Agbuka and Harrison. He's in JSN's class. And I thought uh, he would kind of have that slow burn the way Fleming has. But, bam, he leads the team in receiving yards. Yeah, and he's looked damn good doing it. Just, I mean, it, the, and it's given them, Ohio State, the ability to kind of slowly bring JSN back. Yeah. They brought him back for a bit the previous week against Toledo. He was in there a little bit. I think he had like two catches for 15 yards. And then they just didn't bother playing him this week because they didn't need to. It's kind of and fast. The, the, yeah, they can save the maybe the best receiver in the country for when they're playing. Uh, I mean, it used to be that Wisconsin was a hard one, but yeah. when, they're just saving JSM for strictly the Michigan game, I guess. Yeah. I mean, look, this is the way the Big Ten should be. It should be only – nothing else matters except for Ohio State Michigan. Isn't it? Shouldn't it be? Yeah, I agree. <laughs> and, wait, and, and Rutgers-Iowa. And Rutgers-Iowa. Yeah, and, I mean, definitely. That was the game of the week. Agreed. Uh, all right. Well, the, hey, we flew through that. Uh, speaking of games of the week, how about that uh, that Syracuse-Virginia game on uh, Friday night? was a good game. was a good game. Um, a perfect weekday warrior performance from a non-Malik Cunningham player. Uh, the ACC owns Friday nights, baby. They do. It's, it's good. It's good it's for the smart. brand. It it's is. good business. Um, I mean, this this upcoming Friday we got Washington UCLA though, so kind of sick. And there's no ACC game. That's it. Um, but yeah, I think you got to give it to Garrett Williams. I give Garrett Williams my defensive prospect of the week. Okay, I I I, I put someone else there, but I fully believe you can put him there. Like when we put the stock up graphic together he number one he might he might be number one all right i mean that orange and the the blue looks good so your guy too uh go ahead uh the it it was kind of just like virginia was one of the most dynamic passing attacks last year they return a lot of that obviously the whole offensive line's gone but they return a lot of that this year um it hasn't gone quite that way uh but it was certainly a great uh, chance to get a look at Garrett Williams against um, two potential NFL receivers mm-hmm. and a potential NFL quarterback. Uh, hard to find in the ACC. Um, and he w- he was unbelievable. He had the uh, the big fourth down PBU yeah. on a on like a quick out to Keaton Thompson. Um, and then later he had the the interception that was like a bit of a gimme. He came across the field and just read it for days. But um, it was a good play. Like, you know, less no, DBs don't play. make it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, just, I don't know, throughout the game, he, he was just everywhere in coverage against Dentevian Wicks and, and Thompson. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like he was, like, the biggest difference maker on the defense side of the ball this week, like, in terms of, like, a win or a loss for his team. So that's, that's why I gave him defense player of the week. Um, they, like, I think he had two two fumbles recovered, too. But, like, yeah, like, the, the interception was a gimme, as in, like, he was just – Sitting on it, but like he 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 came off his man. And he was just perfectly there. Uh, that PBU was great. Um, no, it's a big time performance. And like the ACC owns Friday night, and yeah, that that pat, that offense used to be good. But no, I, I thought Williams was great. Um, 
I'm sticking with uh with purple and uh, purple with blue and orange though, baby. Going with our guy Chase Brown as my weekday warrior. Uh, I actually watched the game. I watched the game, so I have to talk about it. Uh, <laughs> Brown was good, man. He's t- twenty carries, one hundred and eight yards, touchdown, still leading the country. Uh, Ho hum for him, but he's just so damn good. Like he's he's shifty. He's making lots of guys miss. He's got good contact balance, good vision. Um, really I, good athlete and a really good athlete. Like yeah, I mean. He's he's just good. He's just good. He very. I think. Did you say this? That he's very James Robinson, or did you say that about someone else? I said that about someone else. But I kind of feel like with him, like I just see that in in the league. Like James Robinson, watch him on Sunday. It's better than Travis Etienne. Um, he just. I just feel like that's what he's gonna be. Like he's just gonna go in and be damn good. I feel like he's a better athlete, athlete? than Robinson. Yeah, not quite the same physical guy. I, I think I said that about Mo Ibrahim. No, no, Mo Ibrahim is uh, Jerome Bettis. <laughs> no, I Slen- more slender, but yeah, like like he's he's definitely got the, like the higher. But I just feel like he's gonna be that that guy, like that. He's not gonna like you know, no one's gonna fucking get that excited. I, but he's damn I, good. I, I think by the like because of the athleticism, and the production he's put on the big Ten, like he's gonna be at the Senior Bowl, and I think he's gonna be a quiet riser. I think he like, should be. He should be. Um, but that's a that's a very good pick. Um. Illinois and other teams should just play all their games on Friday nights. They should. Okay, uh, you you mentioned Garrett Williams, your best defensive prospect, but who's your best offensive prospect? I went with C.J. Stroud. Okay, thank you very much. Me too, two yeah. weeks in a row. I did it cheaply last week against Toledo. This week against Wisconsin, he certainly, uh, I think, is consensus it, here. It was too easy, but it too wasn't easy. easy. Like, it wasn't easy throws. He was making, like... Crazy impressive the timing, the accuracy, the tight window throws for that the Abuka touchdown. Just make look make it look so 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 easy. Against one of the best defenses in the country, threw for two eighty one, five touchdowns. A pick that was like kind of a meh, yeah. uh just uh on the sideline, just kinda overshot a receiver. But uh yeah, I don't know, like the one touchdown to Abuka where he put it perfectly between the safety and yeah. the corner, where only Igbuka could get it, that was crazy. In the red, yeah, yeah. one, That's... yeah, the 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 kind of like that quick. I think it was, was a quick slant or something. Yeah, the one where he kind of rolled to his right and had there was a lot of traffic, and he just pinpointed Julian Fleming in the back of the end zone, uh, who made a great toe tap grab. Like it was the quality of which he was throwing these touchdowns to. Yeah. Now, like, like, look, uh, when all the other quarterbacks in the class not named Bryce Young have been bad to, eh, it's just like C.J. Stroud's. Like, I, I think he's even like you know put himself uh, sh- head and shoulders above Bryce Young too. Um, well, I mean, some of us had that coming. You did no. I think a lot of people did. I, too, a lot of people was like, "This is hands down QB one," and I think he's going out and improving it. Um, well, yeah, go ahead. I mean, so far, obviously, we're just uh, a quarter of the way through the season, but. I, I have a hard time saying anyone other than C.J. Stroud's at the top of the Heisman ballot. Um, through four games, t- over 1,200 yards, 16 touchdown passes, just one pick, uh, completing 70.5% of his throws, 10.9 per attempt. Like, other than fucking Stetson Bennett, who are we arguing? Yeah, for real. For real. Um, and, and, and to no fault of Bryce Young, like, his receivers just aren't near, near yes. the level of uh, Strats, so it's harder for him to put up the the same kind of video game numbers each week. Um, but then when you just I, I, I get the argument being like, well, CJ Stroud just throwing the NFL receivers, and look at Justin Fields, he's struggling in the NFL. But it's just watch the way he his ball placement, the way he can layer these throws, 
the the ability to work through his reads so quickly to look uh to look defenders off it's just he's such a different type of quarterback than justin fields yeah. anyway yeah yes uh he is such a cerebral and accurate quarterback and I, I think that one thing you might argue him versus Bryce Young is like Bryce Young does kind of have this weird it factor uh, it factor which isn't something you can uh, quantify per se. Uh, I don't know. I just think CJ Stroud is the the number one pick come April. And yeah, he's got like that point guard feel to him, but like mm-hmm. he's like a point god. He's a point god. I think that's what he is. You know, he's got that like he's he's got the physical talent to transcend just you know. A facilitator, you know what I mean? It's like he's a he's a damn good quarterback. Um, and and they play Rutgers Saturday, so whatever they play Michigan State, who I mean, maybe two weeks ago we would have thought it was a game. Whatever yeah. that that Iowa defense is good, and that's uh, that's in October twenty second, and then they they play Penn State after that. So that's when we start to really see him get tested. I think will be Iowa and Penn State, and then obviously Michigan to end the year. But I don't know. There's, I have a hard time seeing anyone else in this Heisman race right now, especially given the quarterback play, we've, the inconsistent quarterback play we've seen. So I was gonna say, like, it doesn't, like, it doesn't seem like there's gonna be that these big time games in the SEC until the championship game. You know what I mean? It's just like, it's gonna be kind of boring. And then okay, Alabama, Georgia, here we go. You know? Like, yeah. And I mean, I that that week counts for the Heisman ballot, and Bryce Young could have the Heisman moment there. But you know. It feels like Stroud's going to have a couple more games and then the Michigan game, too. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's going to be interesting. Uh, so, obviously, Garrett Williams was your guy. Mm-hmm. Who's yours? I'm curious. I felt like it wasn't like a I, clear-cut week. It wasn't. And so, I, I, I probably should have just put Garrett Williams. Um, but uh, I figured all this Ohio State hubba-blub, I, I should pay some respects uh, to the school up north whose ass we will kick in a – in a couple weeks, and, and so I went with Mazzy Smith. Oh, I use one of my top shooting of the boards. Yeah, he, he, he I, I think just he's clearly taken his game up a notch. This is like the first game where we're like, yeah, all right, this is this is the number one freak. There was some plays in this game where there was one play where he didn't even get there, but he was coming. Yeah, it, it was like an outside zone run or something, or maybe Talia was running it. And he was so far away, and the, the the speed in which he caught up to the runner as they went out of bounds just, like, blew my mind. Um, but there was a couple plays where he he stacked, he shed, he yeah. made the tackle at or around the line of scrimmage. He showed some insane um, lateral agility for a 330-pound nose tackle. He also, I thought, showed more pass rush. Yeah, I think that uh, they credit him with four pressures. Seen. Like, that... That's pretty good. Four pressure is pretty good. Yeah. yeah. And, like, the – the the uh, I, what, what did he end up with? Just one TFL. But the TFL, he, great. he just blew by the center with uh, just a uh, – Just like an arm over. And, yeah. And, and, and one-on-one with the running back in the backfield and just crushed him. Yeah. Just ate him alive. And he had a couple of plays like that where they didn't end in TFLs, but he made similar plays like that around the line of scrimmage throughout the game. I just thought – you saw him turn that athleticism into production on the field, mm-hmm. and you saw his hands kind of get unlocked in a way yep. we hadn't previously seen. Yeah, you took the words out of my mouth. I mean, totally agree. And like you just saw that, like he's he's got the the goods in in you know tenfold to be like a high end run defender with that that quickness and the power. And like you just said, that the 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 hands starting to unlock a bit. 
this was like the the welcome to being a dude game for Mazzy Smith, um, for, yeah. for sure. Big time in a in a very deep interior defensive line class. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, speaking of that game, who's your number one shooting up the board? Yeah, so like my top three guys were actually from that game. Um, Mine too. Yeah, so I'm I'm gonna go with Jalen Duncan number one. Okay, I, okay. I wasn't sure where you were gonna meet. He's I I thought Jalen Duncan was phenomenal, even though they lost. Oh yeah, I, he was fucking awesome. He was rock solid. Uh, just played such a clean game against Michigan. Like I don't know if he gave up a pressure all day. He he gave up one to Mike Morris, who you had mentioned. Pre- did you Morris mention is good. His, did you mention him for out of nowhere a couple weeks? Ago? No, I, I I mentioned McGregor. I think we we talked about him uh, off podcast one time. Okay, because I got I do have Mike Morris for out of yeah. nowhere this time. Um, because he was the only one who gave Jalen Duncan any trouble. He had he had one good pressure where Duncan uh, just didn't get to his landmark, and Morris showed some some pretty sweet athleticism. Uh, the the other pressure that I think if you blame Duncan, it wasn't his fault. It was because the back was supposed to chip Morris mm. and just didn't. Yeah, and they weren't on the same page. But other than that, Duncan I thought was incredible, both in the run and pass game. Yeah, I thought like the pass was just kind of you know mirrored clean, handled like pretty much everyone except for those couple reps against Morris. But yeah, I thought he really looked good against the run. Like there, there was that one play, I think it was in the first quarter. They pulled him like back across the line, and he just fucking picked up his dude and like blew him up. Not a pancake, but washed him away. Like it was, that was great. Uh, they followed him up up his ass for the the Littleton touchdown uh, too. Yeah, I thought I thought like this is like. He finds guys in space really yeah, well. Yeah, he does. He does. He's, he's uh, really fucking good. In, in, in pass protection, his uh, his combination of kind of his foot speed, the mirror, but also I, I think he, his hands have gotten better. There was – I think I, tw- I tweeted out one of them. It was kind of near the their own end zone. Mm-hmm. And he had this pass rep. Uh, it might have been against Morris. I think it where, was, yeah. Where he just grabbed his hand and shoved yeah. it down yeah. and then mirrored him, and it was just incredible and – I don't know. He he looked like the first round tackle that we thought he could be. Controlling hands feels like it's a lost art sometimes for for college tackles. Yeah, big time. When it's not easy, but that's like the easy way to win. You know, if you can do it, it's like you you got them done. Totally. Um, I think next up's got to be Blake Corum because two hundred forty three yards and two touchdowns coming <laughs> yeah. off his five touchdown performance. Yeah, there's a Heisman winner right there, Rob. I don't know what you're talking about, CJ Stroud. Uh, carried the team. He carried them. They needed him. He carried them. Like absolute stud. Uh, both of his touchdowns too. Like there were I don't know what thirty and forty ish or whatever. Um, press the line on. Sh- there was both like third and one and a fourth and one. Press the line. Just suckered everyone inside. And then bounce outside, and it was just his quickness yeah, and his speed was his just too, burst is wild. Yeah, it, it's just too impressive. Like the quickness, the burst, like just how loose he is. Um, he's he looks really fucking good. He's gonna make an NFL team really happy. It's like that one B probably running back, you know. Just the the, the kind of one cut lateral explosion gets yeah. north south, but you, you're doing that with legit straight line speed, and it, yeah. it's resulting in massive gains, massive chunk runs. Yeah, big time. And, I mean, like, Edwards was out. Like, Stokes uh, fumbled. Like, they needed him. They needed him, and it was a tough game, and they came up huge. Is your third guy from this game Luke Schoenmacher? <laughs> no, no, it was Mazzy Smith. It was Mazzy Smith. Oh, okay, mine's Luke Schoenmacher. I think he's awesome. <laughs> he's pretty good, he's, right? <laughs> he's he's becoming – I loved him over the summer because, like, this guy's Nick Boyle. Like, he's just such a – they just use him and Eric all together so well. He's, he's such a good blocker. But then in this game, obviously, he scored the touchdown off that muffed kickoff return, mm-hmm. like, immediately. But he just does a really good job um, kind of just finding holes in space. He 
solid hands. Incredible blocker. Can be the lead blocker. Uh, um, both out of the backfield in line or at each back. I just think he is the type of tight end who plays in, goes day three, plays in the NFL for 10 years. And all was out, so like this was kind of his like, time to shine game. And, yeah. and you know what? I just read this tweet that says, he listens to EDM before games. One okay. of his favorites are remixes of Seven Nation Army. So, <laughs> I mean, this all guy's in. a psychopath. All in. Actually, you know, the, my third guy from this game should really be Chad Ryland. The fucking Maryland kicker. Oh, yeah. He's a damn stud. I think they said like he's he had like sick. 22 in a row. But like this guy, he should be. He should have been kicking yeah, on Sunday. Like, I, didn't he, your your kicker had the second longest streak, and it was like Moody. ten less. Yeah, Moody's a good kicker too. Like he'll be kicking the NFL. Uh, but Ryland looks like holy fuck. He's he's got the range. He was like, like his fifty two yarder looked like it was good from sixty and right down the middle. Like he should be. Like they should call him up right now. He's like I think he's a fifth year senior. So like why even bother with this Maryland stuff? Go kick for the for for the fucking Giants. You know. All right, that's enough. That's enough uh, Michigan talk. But well, I'm gonna that's keep all I got. The Ohio State offensive line was incredible yeah, against Wisconsin. It was. They ran for 258. Uh, Paris Johnson, uh, we all know the story there. He's going to go in the first round. I thought Dewan Jones was just a monster in the run game. Yeah. And Luke Weipler's quickly become one of the best centers in the country. Well, we know we can't trust Ohio State centers, though. That I, I have less faith in Ohio State centers than Ohio State quarterbacks. Yeah, but you know he's going to get drafted top 100. Oh, yeah. Weipler looked good. Regardless. No, I think I, I put I put Johnson versus Herbig for the uh, – <laughs> Prospect versus prospect match. I should have given to. I should, sorry, it was much of a battle. No, I know Johnson shut him down. Like that's yeah, why I want to highlight that. it. Yeah, yeah. So um, we'll save that. But yeah, Dewan Jones. Like this was like, this was his yeah his yeah. time to shine. Yeah, for, for sure. Just a mammoth in the run game. And yeah, White Whitepler is. Uh, I don't think he comes out this year's redshirt sophomore. It's mm-hmm. looking it's looking like a pretty solid center class. But uh, he'll he'll win a Remington before it's all said and done. Um, Billy Price comp. Can I give you some more linemen? Yeah, please. I thought Layden Robinson was really good against Arkansas. Uh, just crushing guys, especially in the wrong game. Uh, uh, he looks really good pulling. Um, and Cooper Beebe. He's Cooper Beebe's they, always they, good, baby. They moved him from tackle to left guard, like for real, after he's, we were all projecting him to play guard mm-hmm. in the NFL. But they actually just moved him there because he's amazing. Uh, they ran for two seventy five, and he, his he's like the widest player on the field. Yeah, and he man. just eats people. But you're just always blown away with his ability to climb to the second level and kind of operate in space for a man of his size. I feel like BB's so clean. He's really good. He's really good. And he's really good. One more Kansas State player. I thought Julius Brent looked pretty good. The Iowa transfer just like got an eighty two inch wingspan or something. <laughs> That's sick. Um. Do we got to give Sam Hartman some love for that that ball game? I don't know. That offense is too weird. I don't. It understand. is. I wasn't sure. I mean, it's so goofy. I I don't enjoy watching it. I love it. <laughs> I don't know. I'm it's hiccuping. like I'm so excited. It annoys me. I don't know. Like, it's like yeah, okay, just stop meshing. I don't like. It's just it's just annoying. Uh, but he had a hell of a game against Clemson. I thought on the flip side, um, Tyler Davis was really good. Uh, I put Tyler Davis for a prospect. It made me look stupid. Okay, go. You you can you can do your thing now. Six tackles, two and a half TFLs, one and a half sacks, broken pass. Yeah. Um, he was just like kind of just leaning on his quickness and his rip move to create pressure. Uh, he was really the only Clemson front seven player who I thought stood out mm-hmm. for most of this game. 
uh, one of the was viewed as one of the best senior interior defensive linemen in the country. I thought he was more of like a six round guy. I had heard top one hundred talk. I kind of poo pooed that over the summer. Uh, he looked like a that that type of impact player. Mm-hmm. And he's playing. He's got a bigger role this year than he's had in the last two. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Uh, last one, Rob. Last one. You've already mentioned him on the show, actually. So have I. Uh, Mo Ibrahim. Mo Ibrahim is a fucking. He's unstoppable. He is unstoppable. Injuries, no. Three thousand carries doesn't slow him down. Uh, I love him. Another hundred yard game of touchdown. He's just. He's got the goods to be worth a late round pick, and like he's not slowing down. So uh, take him. Take him and, and run him. We can't go an episode without mentioning him. I love him. He's like probably my favorite player in the country. So. I know he is. Uh, sliding down the board, uh, I'll go back to that uh, Friday night game with Syracuse and Virginia. Uh, Dontavian Wicks, him and Britton Armstrong, after having such a great year last year and Wicks being the big playmaker yeah. for them, they just have zero chemistry. They don't seem to be on the same page. And Wicks, Wicks has had a lot of drops this year. I, I, I thought two or three in this game, just finished with 42 yards. Him and like multiple times, it seemed like he ran. Either he thought Armstrong was going somewhere else, or he ran the wrong route. And it's just, I don't know what's happened there. Yeah, I, I have both of them down. Him and Armstrong. Like, I know Armstrong was like kind of a fringe guy, like for us, but like he's not good at all. Like this new offense, like stinks. He's lost like whatever he had. Like the fun quarterback. Uh, bring back Bronco. Like that. That's that's it. Like th- this looks bad. Big time. Um, I feel like we'd be remiss if we don't mention Tyler Van Dyke getting benched against Middle Tennessee State. I didn't. Even, I, did, we, I spent so much time shitting on him last week. I, was like, uh, I think this is it. Like this is the put away. This is the last nail in the coffin here. Um, done. I don't know. Done for this year at least, right? Like I, I don't see him any chance of reigniting his stock. Well, that is until he uh, he transfers to the proud University of uh, South Florida. Okay, well that that would be sick. I'm in on that. Uh, no, um, de- I, maybe get out of town. Like that, that Miami team has done no favors for him, but he's also done no favors for himself. So yeah, the Josh Gaddis, Tyler Van Dyke. Gaddis will come back. Gaddis come back home at the end of the year. Yeah. Uh, hey, Marcus Arroyo's won the last two games at UNLV, so uh, maybe maybe Mario was the problem with Justin Herbert. It wasn't Marcus Arroyo. Uh, agreed. Um, I put Nick Herbig here. And Keanu Benton. Uh, yeah, agreed. Herbig, other than a zone drop into the hook curl where he, he broke up a pass, had zero impact on this game. There, he was not getting by Paris Johnson. Uh, I thought like ben- he was okay in the run, but the the there was no there was nothing in the like yeah. Paris Johnson just shut him the fuck down. And, and Benton had such a little impact against the run. Yeah, um, I, I, yeah, I'm selling the my Mayan Williams. Mayan Williams ran for 101 yards on like. 11 carries through just massive holes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as a human bowling ball. And Trivia and Henderson ran for like 121. Yeah. Yeah. Neither of them uh, really showed up, I thought. No, I'd, and like a game where they desperately, desperately needed to step up, uh, neither did. I, I agree. Like, Benton had some tackles, but like it was really nothing impressive. Um, I don't have too long of a list this week for sliding, but like, I'll mention Bryce Ford of Whedon. I just thought like he kind of like wasn't a factor on uh, on Thursday night and like had a couple of drops too just 23 yards. I know the like drops have been hindering him, eh? Yeah, and that's like maybe that's why he's kind of like you know, like the first few games that we watched it's like they're feeding him and say, "Okay, this makes a lot of sense." 
this game felt like I mean again they were kind of in control of the whole ball game but like it just felt like he he wasn't the go to guy and the drops uh, might be the factor for that so I just yeah. I just want to I love him but I just want to mention him. How about sticking with receivers and going back to your Michigan game? The combo for Keem Jarrett and yeah. Dante Demas combined for six catches for twenty four yards. Jacob Copeland was like the lone guy making plays. Um, they try to get Jarrett going on screens a couple times and just no bueno. Yeah, Demas just doesn't look like he's the same player he was pre injury. Yeah, they they had twenty four yards on six catches combined, um, and like the, like Toluia and um, and like the passing game was like pretty good except for the picks, you know, and like. Billy Edwards came in and had a really good drive out of nowhere, but like, um, yeah, it, it was kind of weird because it wasn't them, you know. If like, if like, okay, if you know this Michigan defense has given up close to three hundred yards passing, at least let it be Demas and 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 uh, Rakeem Jarrett, like you know, doing work, but they weren't. No, that's a good call. I I also thought Miles Murphy was really quiet against he was. until until very late in the game. He had, I think, a half sack and a pressure back to back. But prior to that, I it was almost like it wasn't in the game. Yeah, no, I, it, it totally agree. Uh, do you have any more? No. I throw it one more and we'll move on. Go one more. Reggie Grimes with Oklahoma. Yeah. Just wasn't making any noise against Kansas State. No, kind of invisible. And he, he had been putting up big numbers for the through the first three games. Um, I don't know where prospects. I, I mentioned Mike Morris already who had a – a sack in a hurry against Maryland. The only guy who could really get by Jalen Duncan. Yeah, I know. Like each, like the Michigan's got like the 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 like the low key pass rushers. Like I think McGregor's got something. Uh, Oki, who it's it's in the Abbey and Yoma has changed his name he to Oki. He had a pressure too late. Had, had some flashes and yeah, Mike Morris is probably the best of them too. Mor- Morris is six six two seventy eight or something too. They're yeah, they're big. They're big. Um, did you have anyone else or just just Mike Morris? Uh, I threw Mayan Williams down because I think he's putting up numbers. And he's just a bowling ball. He's I so like Mayan Williams. He is fun. I know. Um, and, and, and and Cade Stover. That, who, I, against Toledo, I figured you were going to name him. I put him down. Yeah. yeah. Against Toledo last week, he had a couple plays. He had a really great catch down the seam. Um, and they hadn't, like, Jeremy Rucker was the tight end the last, like, three years. And he was yeah. never super involved in the passing game. They're involving Stover more than they ever did Rucker. Smart. I think it's smart. Uh, and... Against Wisconsin, he he obviously he had the two touchdowns, and he should have had another where CJ Stroud did miss him. Um, yeah, and and he's a he's a guy who showed up as an edge, moved yep. to tight end, moved to linebacker, moved back to tight end, and he's still kind of learning the position. He's a f- very physical blocker, and I don't know, he's he's just quickly becoming a weapon. Yeah, no, for sure that he's like a huge riser. I think like in the last two weeks. Um, I put him down here, but I figured I figured you're gonna mention him, so I didn't. I didn't want to steal your thunder. Uh, so I'll go with another pass catcher, uh, Caleb Smith, who like I, I thought kind of like flashed for the, for the Hokies, uh, kind of like a big body guy, six two two twenty two, uh, was kind of like their only thing going. Um, looked good, like contested catches, like flashed the body control on his uh, touchdown. He kind of just like adjusted for the ball really, really well. Five catches, seventy yards, and a touchdown. Like again, felt like the only thing going good. Um, kind of just like intriguing with that, with that, with that size. You love to see it. There's unlimited receivers in this. Uh, yeah, and in, in, in all, all of football, in all of football, yeah, in all of football. Although actually, the the top end guys this year haven't they haven't been producing. They haven't. Um, um, it's gonna be interesting to see what this wide receiver class looks like uh, from how we had it stacked in the summer to how we'll have it stacked in April because I think we're gonna see 
so much more change than we've seen in recent years. Totally. Yeah. I, I like it's gonna be really interesting. Prospect you made me look stupid was Tyler Davis. I put Hendon Hooker because like I, okay. I, I go ahead. I was waiting for you to mention him because I was holding off and mentioning him because I put him for the prospect versus prospect matchup. Anthony Richardson versus Hendon Hooker. <laughs> okay. I love it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't mention Anthony Richardson anymore because friend of the show, Matt, is just bugging us about AR-15, our guy. But he was pretty good, but we'll get there in a second. Um, I, I feel like Hooker, like, I thought, like, he was just kind of, like, so far, like, this year, he's not been as good as his stats. And I feel like I mentioned that a couple times on the podcast. Um, but, like, with Cedric Tillman out, like, he stepped up big time. Like, he had six incompletions. 350 yards almost, two touchdowns, and his legs were the goddamn X factor for that Tennessee offense. Had 112 yards and a touchdown. Um, he played great. He played really good. He, he lived up to these numbers. Yeah, like there was a one wide open one. But, like, he was hitting throws. He was poised. He was really consistent. Yeah. RG3 City's the runaway Heisman winner. He's the runaway Heisman winner. I totally agree. Uh, um, and, and then, again, the legs were just the, a difference in this game. My, my question to you, so, obviously, we, we're seeing this guy put up video game numbers in the Josh Hupel offense. Um, he has the athleticism to make plays uh, out of structure and in designed runs. Um, he's a, he's a very poised quarterback. Yeah. Uh, I think we've seen him level up with this ball placement, the arms there. Yeah. I spent today seeing tweet after tweet that he's, he's probably QB three in this draft. Oh. And I, I know we've been spending like each week we anoint someone else because that's yeah. how you know a quarterback class actually stinks. Yeah. Is that after Bryce Young and CJ Stroud were just like. Oh, it's Anthony Richardson after week one. And it's, oh, Tyler Van Dyke's the only one who hasn't played bad. <laughs> well, a fast forward. Um, Will Levis, but Will Levis, like, is you always kind of come away disappointed in what you see. Yeah, him. yeah. Uh, Tanner McKee, they're running some the, – they've taken the slow mesh offense to Stanford. Um, do you think that that's a real possibility with Hendon Hooker? Maybe, but, like – It's it, way too soon to say. It's too soon to we say. No idea. We have no idea. He's got the thing is the senior bowl bump. I, I can see him going and looking good. He there. could be the top senior quarterback. Yeah, I think he, he probably will be if I put money on it right now. But like, I don't know. Like, I'm not saying he if he is QB, like there's a chance he's QB three, but it's not going to be in the first round, and I don't think it's going to be in the second round. It could be in the top 100 though. You know. Yeah. Um, him versus Anthony Richardson was a whole lot of fun. Richardson, it was fun. It's just the tools for days. It's not all there, but when it's on, it is on. Yeah, that one, like the one where he scrambled and just threw that line to uh, who was it shorter? I think yeah. he, he finished there. That was a hell of a play. Yeah, I know. Like three for four fifty three had had uh, four touchdowns. But then gonna... you look at it, look at his season stats. He's completed fifty three passes, fifty three percent of his throws, five interceptions to just two touchdown passes. Yeah. Like that was like, yeah. I think that was like his first 200-yard passing game or something. <laughs> like it, was, it was the first game of the season with a touchdown pass. I know. And and and, and prior to the 453 passing yards, his highest total this year was against Utah with 168. <laughs> what you look like? He He's played so a great green game. in the gills. Yeah, yes, is. He's gonna be hard to quit. He's gonna be hard to quit. Yeah, he's he. I think. It's it's pretty fair to assume he won't be in this draft. No, no. But he'll be viewed as a potential number one pick in the up the one after it. Walter Football will have him locked in as a first overall pick. Well, they have the for several years. They have. They're they, they're good at what they do. Uh, prospect who have played the box score. You know, so we kind of talked on the Clemson D line. I, I thought like Brian Brissy, like you know, this wasn't the big time dominant performance, but like I, you kind of mentioned with Murphy, I thought Brissy just really turned it on late and into the OT. 
and he only had two tackles. I thought like, oh, like he played better than that, you know, like. Yeah. So like again, you're kind of right though. Like the Clemson defensive line wasn't this powerhouse, but I thought like in the individual performance that was pretty good. And then yeah, just kind of turned it on. Yeah, no, that's a good one. Uh, I went with Rajon Wright, who if you stayed up for Pac-12 after dark, you know, legal streamed it because nobody has the Pac-12 network. <laughs> you watched Oregon State cover against USC, almost win, um, in a defensive battle, and. Oregon State's defensive backs in general, I thought, played a heck of a game. They kept them in it. Caleb Williams, it was the worst game of his career. Um, and Rajon Wright, uh, although um, he didn't put up – like, he had six tackles. He didn't break up any passes or anything. He, he was just pretty damn consistent in coverage. And every time they ran a screen in front of him to, like, uh, Jordan Addison or Brendan Rice, he was downhill in a hurry, and he, he was looking to make tackles. Um, which is always a plus with kind yeah. of these longer, leaner uh, corners. I, I thought he had a really nice game. And, and, and um, so did Jaden Grant, their safety, and, and so did uh, Alex Austin, their other corner. Like, they – Oregon State has a pretty good secondary. When don't they? They, they put out dudes, baby. So true. <laughs> uh, Prospects is being overhyped. So I, I kind of wanted to just talk with this guy because I felt like he was like the darling last week of, of – Draft media, uh, Dan Henley, the the Washington State linebacker. I don't know what he you've was. seen. I saw so many tweets last week. Yeah, like a lot of like you know, it felt like everyone too. Like the big media, like Kuiper moved him up into his top twenty five. Like everyone was Wait, in on what? him. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Wait, everyone, Uncle Mel, Uncle Mel's got him top twenty five. I do too now. <laughs> like I think he's he's fun. He's versatile. Like he's a good athlete. I don't know about the hype though. Like I. Like he wasn't he did not bad. Pop. He he did not pop in that no. type of way against Oregon. No, and I went back and watched like some of the Nevada. He's a Nevada transfer and a six-year senior. Yeah. yeah, I watched some of the tape from last year. Uh, I couldn't find any it, Wazoo it, tape this year, but like he, he's getting stuck on blocks. Like the, the the numbers look good. Like three sacks last week. Uh, he can he can worth, cover. It's like, worth noting he did that against Colorado State, who might be the terrible. worst. The worst yeah. program in the country right I now. I think they are. Um, like, like he's definitely a big time transfer. Huge pickup for Wazoo. Should have won that fucking game. Uh, and like shooting up the board, but like the hype is is way too much. It just feels like they're like, yeah, we're, we're we. This is the dude. I get it, but uh, it's crazy. That is crazy. Um, I'll stick on defense. Felix. Yeah. yeah. Uzoma. He just was not that type of player against Oklahoma he, in a big Kansas State win. He got a bit banged up, I think, right, if I remember correctly. But yeah, yeah, he did. But, like, he's he's kind of a one-trick pony Yeah. with the power. Yeah. Uh, I, I just kind of came away in a, in a game where Kansas State uh, upsets Oklahoma. They he, he just didn't really stand out that much. No, he didn't. He didn't. And, that, again, that might, that might be the injury, but I don't know. I, I agree with you. I think he's overrated. Um. Transfer popped on the scene. I'll give you two. First of all, uh, I think we got to shout out the transfer, the king of transfers, Brew McCoy. Like, going off with, with that Cedric Tillman on the field for 100 yards and a touchdown. Like, he looked good. That's the transfer. So I, I, had to, I had to shout him out first and foremost. Um, the second one, like the more low-key one, is uh, Chico Bennett. He, who, his, he's not technically in his first year at UVA, but it was his first year playing, so you're going to let me have it shut up. Um, coming over from Georgia Tech... Uh, six four two fifty two had a couple sacks and like was just like a menace late in the game. Like like had a really sick bull rush went right through the, the I think it was right tackle uh, to get through Schrader. 
Uh, had a sack. Uh, yeah, go ahead. We got, just we do need to credit Jeff Collins for recruiting him. Yep, Jeff. Exactly. Another another feather in Jeff's hat. Um, had a sack called back like the play before it was on offside, but it wasn't him. I I don't think so. Got some pass rushing chops. Six four two fifty two. Uh, kind of an interesting guy. I never heard of him. I I enjoy watching him in that game. Um, Tanner McAllister, the Ohio State DB who came with Jim Knowles from Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. He missed the previous game uh, against Toledo. Was back against Wisconsin. Had the interception early, and then just before the half, he he uh, had that incredible PBU where he flashed big time range. Uh, coming, he was covering the slot on like a post. And he yeah. felt the, the outside receiver uh, get open, uh, flipped his hip, showed the range, got dove, and kind of just disrupted what would have been a walk-in touchdown. Huge PBU. I thought he had a really nice game. Yeah, he did. He did. Uh, finally, small school guy who cut your eye. You got two. I watched Chattanooga go Mox. I, 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 I watched the, the cut-up because I didn't watch a small school guy and I needed to watch McClendon Curtis against Illinois. What do you think? I thought he looked pretty good. He looked pretty good. He looked like he belonged. That's what I that's what exactly what I wrote down. It looked like he belonged and his his highlight play was that awesome fumble recovery. Like it looked like there's no mock in the screen and he like flies in and has a, has a great fumble recovery. I'm like, yeah, that that's a dude. He belongs on a Big 10 field. Uh should have transferred to a Big 10 school. Uh no, I, I thought he looked good. Um did you have anyone else? No. Okay, I'll give you one more. Uh, another guy in Big Ten country. Um, never heard of him. John Wesley Whiteside, Central Michigan IDL. Uh, he, he's 6'1", 288. He's got the undersized. He's like, yeah, this is a three-tech. He feels like the, ne- the next three-tech for, for me to fall in love with. Um, played well against Penn State. Three tackles, two TFLs. Had like an awesome swim move and blew up a hu- huge TFL on, uh, on Singleton. Also like, like pretty athletic. Like Had one where like he, he chased Singleton down to the sideline uh, and just knocked him out of bounds. Uh, getting some pressure, like getting that, like you know, undersized three tech type that, like, but like he's got like a funny, he's got like a wide upper body build. It's kind of interesting. Uh, six and a half sacks last year, so he's got he's got some of the stats to him. I don't know. This could be the the Mac idea that we fall for this year. I just realized we should we'd be remiss not to mention the uh, wide receiver duo at Middle Tennessee State. Yeah, uh, 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 of Jalen Lane and DJ England Chisholm. Uh, Lane, who's who's kind of their their top playmaker, have four catches for 130 yards. That's nothing. Uh, that's that's <laughs> only that's a that's a mere 32 and a half yards per catch. Well, <laughs> DJ England Chisholm had two catches for 169 yards and two touchdowns, averaging 84 and a half yards lock, a catch. Lock. Okay. And, and wait, I need to also mention the fact because Richie James is the Giants' go-to yeah, receiver right he now. Is. Mighty Mouse. Rick Stockstill's always had a type out wide receiver, just yep. the smallest people. So yep. Lane is 5'8", 174. Uh, DJ England Chisholm's 5'7", 150. Look, when you're <laughs> when you're in the like in the in the recruiting hot hotbed of Murfreesboro, and you know you're going down to, to some small that school program, Miami, like that program though, they should be able to find way better talent in that state. But they don't, but it doesn't matter because Rick Stocks is the man. They know what they want. Like, it's like, yeah, Tennessee, you, you know, you can go to Tennessee. Memphis, you're better recruiting. You can go to Memphis. No, we know we want that five foot eight, buck seventy soaking wet wide receiver. Like, and we're going to put got, you in the league. Like, pro- yeah, uh, uh, probably these guys were like the quarterbacks on their local high school team. So <laughs> yeah. we're, we're just incredible. Like, put up mind numbing stats. But because they were tiny, no one else offered them. But, uh, <laughs> 
old Rick Stock still's got a scholarship for you if if you're the size of a Smurf. How how bad of a luck is it that like you go down to Miami and you're like Miami's giving up those like those massive touchdowns to these these tiny dudes. Like I don't know. Fire Chris Ball. Chris Ball's the next head coach to get fired. I'm, I'm locking in. Fire him and hire Rick Stock still. <laughs> if Rick Stock still got a power five job, my life would be complete. My life would be complete. Who, who, from what I understand, is like they can't fire him. They don't have any money there. He so runs. Like, he runs the school. Yeah, and like, from what I understand, their athletic department's like, uh, runs like it's like 1960. It's like a ma and pa shop. Okay, look. Hence why I why we've why always Rick loved. hired hired Brent probably. <laughs> it is. It is. Middle Tennessee State, a family school. Okay, that's that's what we're gonna say. All right, all right. Enough of that. College football week five picks. Uh, AJ's one short of. Uh, six pack Rob's my five. Uh, I went three and two last week. How'd you do? Yeah, I went three and two as well. That Tennessee didn't cover, and uh, that kinda, killed me. It killed me too. And then what was the? I did. Oh, oh, Clemson not covering by a fucking half a point. That or one That's point, whatever me. it was. That killed me too. That was awesome. Wazoo, um, wazoo with a with the crazy. the worst bad beat, and then the best bad beat. That was that was saved my ass. Yeah. Uh, I'm eleven and nine on the year. That's good. I'm eight and eleven and one. Huh. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, it's uh, terrible. All right, I'll start it off. Noon on Fox, number four, Michigan, at Iowa. You got this game? No, I, I didn't want to pick it. Wolverines 10.5-point favorites. Um, Iowa's incapable of scoring points. Their their offense is generated by their defense. Yes. Uh, so, to me, even if Michigan's offense is slow, like, they can put up. 21 points in this game and and i don't think iowa can put up 10 and that's really all i'm thinking about it's also gonna be nice because kind of our our first good look at uh at iowa uh justin jacobs out for the year though um but jack campbell cave on merriweather there's a couple guys riley moss your favorite the goat yeah um but ultimately i just think michigan's gonna beat up on them yeah i think it all comes down to like not turning the ball over like you know what i mean and it's like, if McCarthy gets loose and starts throwing picks, then they're in trouble. But if not, they're going to be fine. Yeah, literally just because Iowa needs pick sixes to put up points. <laughs> I love them. They're the best, though. <laughs> Speaking of nepotism, uh, that Brian Ferentz as offensive coordinator. Um, what's your first game? Noon, ESPN, Kentucky and yeah, Ole Miss. I got this. this Funky one. Yeah, the Rebs are minus six and a half. I went back and forth too. I just felt like I had to pick this one. I'm not. I'm not confident. This is like a one on the confidence meter, but I'm. I'm gonna go with the Cats. I'm Me too. Go with the Me cats. too. This is the type of game where Kentucky goes in and I don't yeah. know, shows that Mark Stoops is the best coach in the country. Um, yeah, this this is a great chance to get a good look at Will Levis. The Ole Miss pass rush is kind of interesting. Um, they've got uh, a couple guys there who I think will play in the NFL. The Cats' offensive line's young, but it's played well. Uh, seeing Will Levis kind of show up in a big moment in a proven SEC match is important. Uh, I'm also interested to see how Zach Evans looks against a pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Wildcat defense. It feels like a big – like, you know, Kentucky's, like, already had a couple of games. It feels like a big proving game for this year's uh, Ole Miss team, though. But, I, like, I can see them winning, but, like, give me the six and a half points. Yeah, like, I don't, I don't see, like, a 24-20 Ole Miss win, maybe. Yeah, that sounds about right. I think Kentucky wins outright, but 
I'm not. Yeah, I don't know. Like in the in, in the true case, I don't know which way this can go. So give me the points. Yeah. Uh, my next one, three thirty CBS. Yeah. N- number two, Alabama at number twenty, Arkansas. Arky coming off that hilarious loss to Texas A&M where they doinked off the top of the upright. Um, Alabama probably wins this game by a lot, is my take. Uh, yeah. I'm taking Alabama minus 17. Um, the thing about this Arkansas team is is questionable as the Alabama receivers have been. Mm-hmm. Arkansas's secondary is so bad. Mm-hmm. It is so bad. Even – even though Texas A&M wasn't taking advantage, like Hudson Clark is not good at all. He's a starting corner in the SEC. Uh, I think Bryce Young's going to torch these guys. This is going to be like his Heisman video game number game. Jameer Gibbs should go off as well. Yeah. Um, and, and and flip side flip side of it, I just don't think KJ Jefferson, Raheem Sanders uh, have the ability to keep up, especially yeah. when there's this defense. Uh, that's just loaded at every level. Will Anderson should go off. Agreed. Yeah. How many how many points do you think Arkansas will put up though? Twenty four. Yeah, I was gonna say like twenty. Like yeah, like, between, yeah. Like I feel like forty eight twenty four Bama win. Yeah, I, I like that. I think like I, I think Arkansas can score. You know they're they're, they're fun. I don't know, but I feel like it's you know when they're a physical team, and the secondary is kind of like a, you know uh, rough. It's it's hard to out physical Bama. You know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, give me give me the give me the tide too. Okay, what's your next one? Three thirty Fox. Okay, I don't have this. I figure that's why I went here next. Oklahoma State and Baylor, funky game. Uh, the Bears. Like it. I don't like it either. The Bears are minus two and a half. Um, give me Baylor. I don't know. Oklahoma State hasn't been very impressive this year. Uh, Baylor maybe hasn't either, but I think they're just more solid and they're better coached. Um, and just you know, th- with need to win by three points at home. I'll take that. I'll take that. I think Baylor's getting better, too, as the weeks go on. Yeah, uh, I heard good things about Blake shaping this past week. He, you could say he's shaping up, Rob. You could say he's shaping <laughs> up. Um, and, yeah, I just I, I think it's just, like, three points at home, Waco. Um, I'll, I'll take I'll take, I'll take take the Bears. All right. 330 ABC because these are my two favorite teams in the country. Number 22, Wake Forest at number 23, Florida State. To me, they, they rank the Knowles. They rank the Knowles finally. To me, if Wake can cover seven against Clemson, they, they can, can do it against seven. FSU. Yeah, that's my take. Are you taking that? Yeah, I'm taking Wake. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I just, I don't, I don't know that they'll win. But Wake covers, baby. That's the one thing I know. Um, <laughs> Jordan Travis also is playing they didn't run him very much last week so i don't know how healthy mm-hmm. he is yeah jared jared verse didn't play last week uh which is obviously a huge component of their defense yes uh they got some like jamie robinson's been really good uh on the back end yeah but is. that slow mash can get the best of clemson's i think it can get the best of florida state um i, I think this will be a really fun game though I do too, and I'm I'm gonna start making up the uh, Clawson cover shirts if you want one. Please, please. <laughs> uh, my final game. Uh, I'm assuming yours as well. Also ACC related. Yeah, baby. It's ACC week. Uh, 7:30 ABC. Number 10 NC State on the road at number five Clemson. Clemson coming off that heroic OT win against Wake, in which they allowed my Demon Deacons to cover. NC State uh, blew the brakes off UConn. Who doesn't? 
<laughs> I think this NC State team's fraudulent. Um, they did not look good on offense against Texas Tech. Their defense is quite good. Yeah. They have one of the best linebacker crews in the country. Um, so I think Clemson covers this. I think Clemson's defense is better. And I think their offense is better. DJU, we didn't mention him. He looked I know. He did. so much better this week. He did. I mean, receivers were doing a lot, but he looked better. Um, yeah, and that, that's the key. I mean, I, I just think they got more dogs at receiver than NC State's got right now. They got a. Devin Leary's been not He's good. He's been bad, yeah. Will, Will Shipley's really coming on for the Clemson uh, yeah. offense. I just don't know that this NC State offensive line, who could not block Tyree Wilson, I don't know how they're going to block KJ yeah. Henry, Brian Brzee, Tyler Davis, Miles Murphy, uh, and some. Yeah, like, I mean, Clemson beat Wake by seven. Uh, NC State's offensive line's not going to do that good of a job against Clemson's front. That, yeah, that, that, Wake's offensive line really kept them in that game. Yeah, and I think, I think you know, Wake, uh, NC State's defense, they did totally. NC State's defense will be better than Wake's was. Yeah. Um, but uh, just, I don't think it'll be enough. Like, I see, like, I don't know, like a, like a 24-14 game. I don't think this is going to be like a, it needs to be kind of a snoozer. Um, but yeah, I think Clemson wins and covers. Agreed. Agreed. And uh, that'll do it. For us uh, on this week's uh, NFL draft-oriented show, but tune in tomorrow because I know AJ's got takes about this rookie class, and you'll want to hear them. So we bid you adieu. Look around; you can find cars like these on Auto Trader: new cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.